Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. Let us all remain standing. Amen. We certainly thank God for God. We thank God for God. God, we thank you for you. We thank 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 you. With humility, with love, we thank you, we honor you, and we bless you. We lift up your name above all other names. We honor you above all else in the name of Christ Jesus. Yes, Lord, let us remain standing. I, uh, the chair did not mean that's going to be a long sermon. <laughs> I just meant that's going to be a long sermon. <laughs> I got you laughing now. <laughs> I, I feel a tug to the altar. But as we stand right now, if we can. If we can, if we can, if we can just come to the altar of our hearts right now, we have to physically leave our seats. But in, in honor of God, in, in the, the sustenance of our hearts, the altar, the, the place where things die, uh, the, the seat of mercy is at the altar, the cherubims. Covering the seat of mercy, and 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 if we can just imagine our cold, stony hearts, born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and what what the seat of mercy has done, what what the cherubs guarding the seat of mercy, the altar, what has died in our lives, if we can just envision that right now, and on the count of three. And us participating with us virtually, wherever you are. You may be on lunch break right now. You may be on your break. We have we have saints that watch us on their lunch breaks in hospitals and, and medical centers and and uh, and uh, down throughout the coastal Carolinas and throughout different time zones. So wherever you are right now, if we can just capture this moment, and all you have to do. To transport yourself to the altar of your heart is just think, but don't, don't focus on what you still have to work out. Before I come to three, focus on what God has already worked out for your life. Now, don't take money out of it, take things out of it, because that's not going with you. You can leave some for somebody else to spend, it's called an inheritance. But right now, the, the, the stuff that's happening in hell stuff. 
I wish I had some help. Yeah. Yeah. What, what has God removed from you? What has God given? Yes. What, what, what do you know that you're over? Yes. That, that, that has been sacrificed on the altar that only by God's grace, only by God's grace you're able to forgive that person, only by God's grace where you're able to move that past family stuff. Uh, 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 generational curses and whatever the issues may be. Uh, uh, shame, guilt, pride. Yeah. And when I count to three, if we just capture that moment, that's the altar of our hearts. Yeah. Amen. We can talk about money later, we can talk about money numbers, we can talk about income streams, we can talk about all that stuff later. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. But listen, there's going to be rich people going to hell and poor people going to hell. Oh, yes. And there's going to be poor people going to hell, the rich people going to heaven. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. But either way, either way, when I meet Christ, I just want him to say, well done. Y'all see right now, can you imagine yourselves right now? God, God sitting, God sitting in his throne. The, the seat of mercy. Yes. Yeshua sitting on the right hand, yes. which he has earned by his blood. Colossians 1, 13, by, 16, by his blood, he has earned the right to sit on the right side of the Father. And, and he gave it. He made it because, because, because he was a God chaser and he was a man after God's own heart. David sits on the left side. So when you and I, in that moment of a twinkle of an eye, when we are transformed from mortality, I think I'm preaching right now. From mortality to immortality. I don't know what the exact sequence will be, but at one point, at one point, Time will be linear, and there will be no military clock, 1 to 24. There will be no Roman clock, 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. There'll be none of that. There'll be no lateness. There'll be no early. There'll be no be on time. It will just be God's time. And all I know that in a moment of time, in a moment of time, we're going to talk to the sermon today, in a moment of time, all I know is that God will say to me, he'll say to you, well done. My good and faithful servant. That's all. That's all we need to be focused on right now. Enter. Come get some of this eternal fresh. And oh, oh, by, by the way, I, I know you like chicken and, and waffles on earth. And I know you like like rich shrimp on earth. I'm just talking about fast food. I'm just talking about right now. I'm speaking to you all. All right. I, 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 if you go smell the pork chop, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you. But guess what? I have one bread of rice from God's hand. Going to be able to compare to the best meal you've ever had. All the meals from Bible. Maybe some meatloaf. Some mashed potatoes, this green corn, food, and some, and some, some pan biscuits. I'm good. I'm like, bro, sis, I am good. 
Here's 14,000. Uh, give me that big loaf right now. <laughs> I, I can get 14,000. And I can lose 14,000. I can get away 14,000. Amen. Right? But I can't cook meat loaf enough for me to even like, so I can't cook it good enough for you to eat. Right now. Oh my God. Your glory. Your glory. Your glory. Your glory. Your glory. How do you feel like I got some stuff here? Hallelujah. I just feel like following this trail right here. I just feel like there's smoke in the temple. The trail is out in front of me. I just feel like following this for a moment. Is that alright? Yes, yes. I, I just feel like. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
to complete a specific task. Yes. For yes. instance, a donkey was anointed to carry the prophet. Amen. Amen. But when the prophet started showing out, God poured out an unction. He rubbed the donkey with an unction to talk. Mm, amen. <laughs> when amen. the donkey's assignment to talk was over, the unction left, but the donkey was still anointed to carry Bethlehem. Mm, amen. If, if, we, if we know the story, then we, then we I'll say amen. Amen. Right? If, you want your, if you want that rock to start talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want, if, if you want that word to start talking and talk to it, you want to see that word start going down supernaturally. If you want to get out of debt, if you want your children saved, we're anointed to start asking for that special world. Yes, yes. Blend, that special world. Amen. Uh, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Talk about 
the kingdom of God. Well, what does that mean? What does the kingdom of God mean? What does it mean to live? Well, we're teaching you. This, this is a kingdom experience right now. Amen? And Satan is attacking you out of his realm. Satan is attacking you as the temporary ruler of the earth in the spirit realm. It manifests itself in the earthly realm. And because of somebody cuts you off, five, six, nine, and you have an attitude, we don't pray in the spirit how we feel about that person, even though they can't hear you. Your windows up, their windows up, but sometimes we get bodily expressions like different fingers. <laughs> And we say certain words that some have four letters, some have four, and then sometimes we use combinations of single words that have four letters, and we use them in combination to make four-letter word phrases. Combinations. And Satan is has the victory any time we address him out of our own resources, out of our own finite thinking. Amen. And so 100% of the time, when we engage in any form of kingdom living, when we engage or 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 uh, however attacks come or that are allowed, as long as we're combating Satan and the forces of evil. With our own thinking, that we've already lost the battle. All right, let's give God before we before we begin. Uh, um, let's let's collectively, virtually here, uh, DNS Chartiste Rivers. Let's give her a big a big hearty, heartfelt praise. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Elder Yvonne Jones and our youth, youth pastor, and so many, and Elder Howard. You worked it. You worked it, brother. You worked it. I think you're hiding. I don't know. I've never used you before, but. Yesterday we said that was a test, but it was good. I, 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 you're hired. It's a volunteer job, so I'll let you know, but you're hired. But it is volunteer, but I, you know, and I'll back at it. How can two walk together except they agree that we're going to do this for free? So I thank you. Uh, this is absolutely wonderful, and we look forward to uh, last year's break, and we look forward to next year. Is that all right? Amen. And, uh, and uh, there'll be some things in the very near future uh, from Deaconess River Chartiste and um, concerning our youth. Backup is one. Um, believers, backup is an acronym for believers, abstinence, covenant, agreement. Amen. That alone is praiseworthy, I believe. That alone is praiseworthy. Inoculate, uh, teaching. The Bible tells us, the Old Testament tells us to teach our young 
in the ways of righteousness. The Bible says, let it be as frontlets before their eyes. And 3,000 years ago, they literally had contraptions. They're in museums in Egypt. And, 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 and they and just, just being found in caves. They literally had a contraption. It was a mother bag that went about the head of a child. And on papers, they had the law of Moses, like index cards. Think of a Rolodex for your head. Remember when we had our business, our contacts, phone contacts on Rolodex? The whole generation didn't know what Rolodex is. And they would literally flip it down, and they would have to learn certain laws a day and memorize them. And they would get quizzes on them, both at home and then in, in corporate uh, teaching by the rabbi, all right, uh, 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 in depending on what, what tribe they were in. So when the Bible says, let the teachings be as frontlets, that's exactly what they were. It was a physical contraction where pieces of paper Fall, they would put it in and as they walked, it was right before their eyes. And they couldn't see anything around them until they had learned the lesson for that day. Is that all right? And that's what we're doing at King's Hill. All right? All right? Uh, uh, to, to raise. And just simply, we are simply partnering with parents and with grandparents and aunts and uncles and, and caregivers. We are simply partners, amen, and, and, and one of many tools in the toolbox for parents and grandparents and caregivers for the raising of our children in the admonition of the Lord. Is that all right? Amen, amen. And imagine how this will strengthen even the home, amen, because we're teaching our children not to have sex before marriage. Let's all get our praise from our next <laughs> <laughs> 
but they use the term seven realms throughout the seven, eight year seed of run of it. And there was one king, his name was the Mad King, right? And of course it's fiction, but it's all based on, on true events and, and, and true likenesses and images of the medieval time practices, all right? And, 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 uh, and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and cultural norms. So you had a king, his name was the Mad King, and he was over the seven realms. And each of the seven realms had their own king. But because the king of a realm is only temporary and could be appointed or, or done away with, by the word of the king. All right? So the definition of realm is literally a kingdom domain under a Elohim. I'm sorry, that's not what I said. Under a sovereign royal jurisdiction. All right? So what is the Bible? The Bible, census, stories, miracles. But the Bible is really a book about a king, his royal family, capital H, his royal family, capital H, his kingdom, his capital H land, and capital H, his subjects. The Bible is literally a book. It can be reduced to the story from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 to a king called Elohim, Yahweh, God, El, God is a general term. Yahweh is God of the Jewish people. Elohim is the God that's all existing. So a lot of people, a lot of religions, a lot of here call God, God. The Bible is to be can be simply put as a story about God, his family, Yeshua, and Rosh Hashem, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And then throw in wisdom, throw in some other some other family members that have prayed along the way. His kingdom, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and all that people they read. The creator and sustainer of the universe, seen and unbid, Colossians 1. Thrones, dominions, his royal land, the earth itself, and his subjects, all humans. Amen. Satan. Ready for this? Is the mad king. No, God is the, using the theme of the, but we're not going to get it because we're not familiar. But uh, let's go to movie.com or something in the next seven days and get an overview of the Game of Thrones. All right? 
Satan is the temporary ruler in this earth realm. And it is important, it's dire for believers, children of light, children of obedience, to not only know but have the assurance. We talked Wednesday night about, about having information versus having knowledge. You can have information, but you have to make sure that it's knowledge. We have to have the knowledge that Satan is the ruler of the earth realm. And he still answers to God, who is the ruler. Huh. Let me give this definition again. But I want to make sure this point. And if you have the same man, I'll have to keep repeating. That was cool. <laughs> a kingdom domain under a sovereign royal jurisdiction. Well, what did I just give a definition of the Bible? God, Elohim. As sovereign. The three wills of God. He is sovereign. That's number one. He's God. He can tell you what he's doing in your life, and he doesn't have to tell you. He's like, parent, we're moving. You're in the military. We're moving. Well, why do we have to, he, dad and mom to tell you why, and they need all that, or they don't have to. We're getting a car. Well, that was my favorite car. We're getting a dog. We're getting rid of this dog. They can tell you what they want to, but if they don't, they don't have to tell you. Amen. Because parents are sovereign rulers over their children's lives. So we shouldn't have a problem extending that same thought process to God. If God told us everything, it wouldn't be faith. Right. God says, what is hope if you see? Right. If you have an A on credit score, then and, and five thousand dollars cash, then we're not going to get But you don't have to testify about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to testify about how you got it. There was no faith involved. The faith involved was getting to an A on credit score. The faith involved was having five thousand dollars. So if God showed us everything, and, and okay, so you're going straight, your money's good. Okay, that's fine. Well, Abraham had a lot of money, but why did he have so much? Why was his faith challenged so much? Amen. Amen. Because as soon as you get to one level, and that's good, then God will go right down the line. God has, as long as you live, God has stuff that has been worked out in our lives. Uh, faith. Three men showed up on the plane of a devil. Abraham already had one child by his wife's whispers that his wife offered up. Brothers, be careful. Mm -hmm. Just because they said it, you know, be careful. Just because they told you, oh, I, don't, I don't make a big deal on my birthday, I don't need anything. Yeah, humbug. You better have something on, that, on her birthday, anniversary. Amen. You better have something on your first day that y'all, your first day. Amen. 19 years later, you better have something on the six month anniversary of your first day. <laughs> the half of a half moon. In the midnight, we have our thing in love. Amen. Sarah offered her handmaid because she couldn't get pregnant. And Abraham was like, goofy, dude, we're so goofy, stupid. We're like, okay, okay. Okay, okay, she's just talking to me. 
Pharaoh was about to have sexual relations with Sarai, but her womb was reserved. And God was not going to allow the wrong seed. So he came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, you're doing this thing and I'll snatch the kingdom from before you. He goes back to Abraham and says, why did you bring this thing into my realm, into my kingdom? Am I talking to the Bible here? He said, I want you out of my country so bad that I will give you anything you ask for. I will pay you to live my country. I will make it so tempting for you to leave that, that I'll, I'll make you rich, cattle, donkeys, whore, whatever it is, slaves. Just get out of my country. So Abraham, through lying and deceit, was kicked out of Egypt with wealth untold. And now, in Genesis 13 and 2, we read, and Abram, this is before his name changed. This is before God added the I am. This is before Abram had. He was just Abram. I wish I had seen Amen. I hope y'all have seen this timeline. Genesis 13 and 2 says, And now Abram was rich, not wealthy, rich, just plain, straight up, rich, Bitcoin. Amen. In silver, in cattle, gold, silver, and cattle. But it's those three. Alright? So now let's let, 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 me, let, let me let me just uh, 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 and if you have any questions on Abraham, if you have any questions on what thing I just said, text me later and I'll explain it in depth. And uh, um, um, so now we should have an understanding of what a realm is. What a realm is. A realm is not the kingdom. It is a kingdom within a kingdom. And Satan is the ruler of this kingdom. But God is still the ruler over Satan. Satan needed permission to get to one of God's children, even in Satan's own realm. His name is Job. And then Satan can only do to Job what God allowed him to do because it's still not Satan's kingdom. Satan just has some temporary powers here. Do we understand that? So Satan has to use trickery. Because he knows he's not the ruler. So he has to use trickery. And here's three of the tactics that Satan uses in his realm. Everybody say, tactic number one. Take it away. Everybody say, tactic number two. Hide it away. Everyone say tactic number three. Explain it away. These are one of the three ways. Every time you get tricked, every time you get hooked, every time you follow the same track, track, it usually involves one of these three tactics. Number one, let me explain them briefly. 
taken away. Through the realm of power, I'm taking it from you. Because you, Brian, you, child of light, you, believer, don't understand the authority that you have. You don't understand just how powerful you are. You don't understand that you have the power to lock down heaven and lock down earth. For whatever you release on earth shall be released in and whatever you release in shall be released on earth. So why are we letting Satan take stuff from us? Why are we letting Satan take our joy? Amen. Why are we letting Satan take our peace at night? Yes. Good and evil falls upon all men. But, but why do believers struggle so much with the tactics of Satan when he can simply just come in and just bomb us and just take stuff from us? And we have, we have no power. Job chapter 1, verse 12, King James says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy All that Job has, I'm putting in your power. You, you have, I'm putting in your power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Satan never even argued with God. He didn't even say, well, can I, okay, okay, it's, that's material stuff. Can I have more? Because what I want is his life. What I want is Brian's life. I don't want his fingers. I don't want his legs. And I'm not being funny here. I don't want his kidneys. I don't want, I want his life. And God said, we, we can work out some other stuff, but you can't take his life. I wish you kept it. Is that too personal? Put yourself in this shoe. Right now, give yourself 30 seconds of praise. Say my path is over you to take some stuff. But what you have left is what God said. Here and no more. Number two, the power to hide it away through the realm of uh, uh, the realm to hide it away through the realm of deceit. You hide something. That's what deceit is. I'm hiding. Matthew 24, 23 through 24, King James says, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, here or there, believe it not. 24. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. If we don't exercise the activity of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us to Starbucks, what are we limiting the Holy Spirit to? Just carnal stuff? Are we actually allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us unto all truth, because if the Holy Spirit is doing what the Holy Spirit promised, then we will not be deceived by Satan. Yes. The second of his kingdom tactics. The third, explain it away through the realm of knowledge. The third tactic of Satan's kingdom tactics is through the realm of knowledge. So we have power, deceit, and knowledge 
as realms, as kingdoms within Satan's realm. Mm. The realm of knowledge, think medical, scientific, education, psychological realms. Mark, second chapter, verses five through seven, King James. When Jesus saw their faith, mm -hmm. come on, I bet you're not going to deceive me now. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto them, he said unto the saint of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Verse 6. But there were certain of the scribes, the educated ones, the educated ones, the scientific ones, the PBLGBDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDD
understand what he was going through. Amen. There were men on the boat who didn't understand the assignment of a man who was meant to go to Nineveh and forgive them of their of their very horrible sins. Amen. But they threw him off of a boat. His name is Jonah. And God found a whale for him in the belly's whale for three days. Somebody else was in the belly of the earth for three days. I can't remember his name. If you can think of it, just shout it out. Jesus. Come on. Say it. We used to sing a song. You may not be there when you want him. But he's always right on time. While you're waiting, stop trying to explain it. While you're waiting, stop trying to figure it out. Fast while you're waiting. Sow a seed while you're waiting. Look for somebody who has it worse than you are while you're waiting. Talk to your friends and how can I help while I'm waiting? Stand and stay still and see the salvation of the Lord while you're waiting. But stop trying to explain the way, or even worse, trying to explain to other folk, or even worse than that, entertaining how they're explaining to you what's going on. The person who, the man who wrote a book on the definitive, and for 50 years, it was the definitive book, the definitive teaching on child rearing, never had a child. Everybody say fact. The judge, I think last name was Spock. He wrote a book in the 50s and 60s on, on parenting, and it became psychologist, pediatrician. It became a de facto standard for raising children for the hill like and he himself never had a child. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait, slow the train, stop it. Um, where does experience come into? Some stuff, amen, all the stuff that our parents told us, after a while, they, they just, they just kind of, every time a parent says, wait till you have one, what they're doing is they're washing their hands in that situation. I've done all I can. Or even worse, even worse, Sister Esther, since all the beautiful sisters and brothers here, yeah. even worse than wait till you have gone, y'all know what I'm about to say next. Yeah. I hope you have one. Come on, everybody, y'all pray for the Now they play with grandkids. And now you complain about it, but now you complain about your kids. And they bounce a little grandbaby out there like saying, mm -hmm. remember I told you that you don't have one just like us? I praise God. Mm -hmm. Here, God, give me God. Thought you knew everything. You just explain your way how you parent, how me, how to parent. The three realms of Satan's kingdom tactics. Take it away. The next time Satan tries to take something from you, you better hang out for your life. And guess what? It's not by your power and it's not by your mouth, might, but by God's spirit. Who said that? Save the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about that. I, 
I just I prefaced this earlier. Let's say this is not a money thing. Let's take all that off the table right now. This is peace at night. This is joy. If you have proclaimed your children, grandchildren, your family, generations saved, then you rest in the assurance. You don't have to live to see it happen, but you know that 12 generations later, your children, your seed is going to be saved, sanctified, baptized in the precious blood of Jesus, and that with power. Amen. If you want an inheritance for your children's children, if you want to change your will, then you simply write on your vision board what you want your final will and testament to say Amen. and bring it before the Lord. And then you rest and have assurance that according to 1 Timothy, that if I be in you and my words, if, I, if you be in me and my words abide in you, then you shall ask me whatever you will and ye shall have it. He's not even coming in when we're asleep. He's waiting till we're watching, we, till, till, till we're watching TV and just walking in. He's not even knocking. He's just coming in. What's up? What you mean, what's up? I'm coming to take some stuff. What? I'm coming to take your future. I'm coming to take your joy. I'm coming to take your strength. I'm coming to take everything that God gave you. You own everything you had for the world of friends. How you gonna let Satan take it in a moment of time? That be Everything you possess, you have possessed before the world of friends. Yes. For you were created in God's image and in his likeness before the earth was even created. Amen. Man and woman were created in God's image and likeness in Genesis 1 before man was formed or manifested in Genesis 2. Man existed. Adam, which simply means red. And anybody been down south and everybody sees red dirt, red flag? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, wouldn't it make sense that in the sub-Sahara, where it is most likely that the Garden of Eden was, and if God took the dirt and the dirt is, is about as right here at the equator, and every day it's 10,000 degrees, and the earth is literally baked, wouldn't it make sense? that the earth has a red hue to it. So when God sprinkled this spirit with this red dirt, Adam means man, but once again, we can drill a little deeper into the Hebrew language, it literally means red. Number two, he takes it away. I mean, he hides it. When he can't take, he'll hide let me hide your joy. Let me hide. It's coming. Paul said, let me show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. So now, so now, why, 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 why are we, if, 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 if the sovereign God, who doesn't have to tell us everything, whatever's in Genesis 1 and Revelation 22, that's enough, that's enough, that's enough meat on that bone to chew for a billion generations. Why are we worried about stuff that's not in between Genesis 1 and Revelation 22? Like how old the earth is. I, I don't need to know. I'm not, not going to spend my time reading the rings of a tree to figure out how old the earth is. I'm going to spend that time making sure that when I lay my head down tonight, that there's no charge to my soul. That if God requires my soul before the night is over, before I wake up in the morning, 
that no sin, no God will be found in me. How about if I spend that time making sure I'm the best son, the best father, the best husband, the best pastor? How about if you make spend that time making sure you're the best son, the best daughter, the best, the best saint, the best member? The best communal number, the best neighbor to your world neighbor and the neighbor living right next door. Bible says, how can you say you love me and you trip it over the person who's next door to you? Two laws, condensed upon the two things. The Hebrews had a law for every bone in the body. So it was over 600 bones in the body. The Hebrews literally, most Abel had over 600. They had a law that to number the bones in the body. So these same scribes, these same smart, educated folk as Christ condensed over 600 laws down into it may be three. Well, how many laws are about? Condensed all these laws down into two. But even then, Christ said, you perceived their thoughts. They were using trickery. Oh, imagine Satan using trickery. Imagine that. Christ has something so profound. Mouth is dry. Love God for heart, mind, body, and soul. That's, that's, that's the easy part. Okay, all right. Then he said, Love Donald Trump. Love Al Kendall. Love Idi Amin. Love your violin. Love your music. Love the person who abandoned you. The one who forsook Love the one who left you for dead, physically or figuratively. As yourself. I don't have a hell heaven to put out of him on I can look at his history and I can judge. Amen. But my father gave his life to Christ almost to the hour, seven days before he died. He was 70 years on earth as a sinner. And literally to that hour, I was in his room at around 5 p.m. on a Wednesday of the week. Seven days later, that died on my, my sister's car. It's a dead pass. It was 2 p.m. Three hours short of exactly seven days. Unless any of us here knows what was what was said on a person's deathbed or before they took their last breath, I myself I'd be very careful to assume where they are and where they went. We only have one record of a voice from hell. And that was two men, and only one spoke. Lazarus, poor in this life. Rich man, rich in this life. One to rest in the bosom of Abraham. A compartment in heaven, a compartment in hell called paradise. I think you say. Another one's called the bosom of Abraham. Another one in the bowels of hell. And he said, please go tell my brother. Not to come to this place. It's the only record we have that I, that I know of. 
we probably have enough examples of, of last, last second, barely making it in. Testimonies, is that all right? Two thieves on the cross. Hours from that, if you say who you are, explain it away. Sit yourself down. The other one said, I believe who you are. Jesus didn't even trust the one who was using one of these three tactics. He just spoke to the one who received him. Today, today, because we're hours from dying, today you shall enter in to the kingdom. Can we shoot? Can we go to the Amen. Let's pray for it. Can we go to the conclusion? Oh, I thought there'd be a lot of praise. Y'all scared, huh? So we can flush out more. But I'll simply leave you with this question. Are you living in the right realm? Are you living in the right realm? Are you living? Is your being, your animation, determined by what we have, by what happens to us? Yes, we all say it's yes, there's sadness. Yes, we may endure for a night. You know, so of course there's sadness. Yes, there's there's depression. Yes, clinically or otherwise. Yes, there are joys, there are highs and lows. God says he reigns on the just and the unjust. R-E-I-G-N, reigns on the just and the unjust. And then he also says that the R-A-I-N-S, reign, which is an effort which 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 is uh, which represents nourishment and revival everything that rain represents. He says I also rain on on good people and I give rain to bad to bad people. I give rain when it rains. Rain doesn't just fall on your house and that's your neighbor's house. <laughs> when it snows on the mountain top and water comes down through the valleys and floods lakes and everything else, you got a drinking water from. Amen. You're not the only one who can turn on your kitchen sink and get clean chlorinated water, but the sinner next door, just nothing comes out. Yeah, right? Amen. God said, I'm rule of all, and I give this. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a theological term called common grace. We all get the same medical treatment. We all have access to a Britannica encyclopedia. We all have access to cable. We all have access to an education. We all all humans, we all have access to the same thing. It's what we do with God in our lives that forms the difference. Where is our joy? Where is our happiness? When we are sad, when we are depressed, when we are, quote unquote, going through, where is our hope coming from? Amen. Is our hope in our riches? There was a man in Luke, the eighth chapter, and he had a barn, and he filled up his barn, but, his, but the field kept growing corn. And instead of giving it to the poor, like the, like the Hebrew law. He said, let me build another barn. Woo! How about that? Because I am wealthy and stingy. Amen. 
and I want all I can. All right? Instead of God's law of kin, give all you can, he addressed Satan's form of the three kings. Get all you can, put it in a can, and sit on the can. Right. Even if you laugh at me, get all you can. Put it in your mutual fund. Put it in your offshore account. Where you can't, where you don't have to pay taxes on it. And taxes go to help everyone in our communities. So when companies and individuals hide their money, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's smart. No. Can I just speak truth to truth? Yes. When you're hiding money, legally or illegally, loopholes, and that money does not go into the tax can, then maybe it's your community. Maybe it's a poor community that doesn't have street lamps, that doesn't have enough police patrol because they didn't get enough federal money for that community. Maybe that school doesn't get the best teachers because after put all their money offshore, Hmm. Yes. Is that a little different insight on things? Yeah. And now, one of the main forces that are coming against the present administration is because this administration is making real headway in getting very wealthy people in America to pay their fair share of taxes and not hiding it away or explaining it away. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, Pastor, never look at it that way. God made these laws and precepts for a reason. Tithes for a reason. Giving for a reason. Proverbs 19 and 18, 18 and 19. He that giveth to the poor loveth unto God and God shall repay him or her. Christ comes along later and says, and says, the poor shall always be among you. Every time you have a field, you are to leave the four corners. It's called glean, G-L-E-A-N. And you are not to, you are not to harvest the four corners of your field. This is where Ruth found her Boaz. She was gleaning in the corners of the field that was left for the poor. God said, you will, hold on a let me stop, let me, let me wrap this up. Are you living in the right realm? Luke, I will leave this up to your own reading. The fourth chapter, verses 1 through 14. In my conclusion, a synopsis of Luke, chapter 4. 1 through 14. Amen. Christ leaving Jordan. Jordan was a river, not a place. It's a country now. But Jordan was a river. He received an unction and anointing, and the Bible says he was full of the Holy Ghost. A ghost leads a home. Spirit roams. The name of the cartoon was not cast with the funny spirit. Cast in the front of me. Work with me. 
and Casper was always looking for a so King James of King James Version of Luke chapter 4 verse 1 says and Christ crossing over Jordan water spirit was filled with the Holy Ghost inside because now Satan now Christ Yeshua put on a dirt suit through the Virgin Mary became man and became subject to the realm of Satan. So in order to live in the realm of Satan, he needed to be full of the Holy Ghost. In order for you and I to have our lives and our being and our animation in the realm of Satan, we need to continually be full of the Holy Ghost. It's called baptized. Full overflowing. If it makes sense, give it a minute. Let me let me clear up something here. Let me do a little housekeeping here. Satan did not tempt Christ three times. The Bible says clearly, it says wrong, not wrong teaching, but then we eternalize stuff, sometimes we don't read stuff ourselves. We just the people who preach and, and 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 but the Bible clearly states in verses one and two that Christ was led into the club. Christ was led into the gym. Christ, not bringing the gym, but the gym where they make the Christ was led into dry and dark places. Our ministries can't only be in the church. We gotta be led somewhere outside these four walls where sinners actually are. Amen. At some point, the body of Christ gotta leave the church yeah. and go out to be led to go out into the wilderness. That's where Satan tempted him for 40 days, and he fasted for 40 days. That's where he was tempted, and we don't know what those temptations are because the Bible didn't tell us. Now, Christ comes out of the wilderness after being tempted for 40 days, and according to King James Lindo, he hungered. He was hungry. Now he wants some fish and bread. But before he could get to Waffle House, Satan said, let me get him before he physically nourishes his body because I know I just tempted him for 40 days, so I know I can't get his spirit because the spirit is full of the Holy Ghost. That's why I can't get to Brian. I can take this, I can take that, he can be this hospital, but I can't take his spirit because God has him full of the Holy Ghost. That's why I can take the merit. But I can't be you because you are full of the Holy Ghost. So let me let me attack your flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So he took him to a mountain. No, I'm sorry. First, first attempt in the realm. Remember? Power, take it away. Hide away or slay away. Before he took him on the mountain, there were little rocks, little pebbles. He said, Turn one of these pebbles into bread. Why? Because I know you're hungry. Your spirit is full, but your flesh needs something. I know your spirit is full, but all this little stuff down here telling you what you need. Amen. Did we get it? Would that explain us more? Yeah. Uh, Esther, 
you hold your head up. It's all right. I see you doing my work in public. Yeah, our spirit is full, right? But all this beloved stuff down here may need Amen. If you want turn this turn this stone into bread. Jesus gave the word. That's all we need for those moments of temptation. Cheat on your taxes. We just need, we just, in these moments of temptation, we just need to use the word of God. Then he takes them to a high mountain where there's not rocks or pebbles that look like a loaf of bread. Now there's boulders that look like mountains. And we know the rest of the, of the, of the three uh, uh, times that Christ, that Satan tried to appeal. He lost, he lost the war to tempt him. These aren't temptations. And there's actually a study about us to say the, the three temptations of Christ. But the Bible clearly tells us those are just man's study notes on the top of the study Bible. In verse 1 and 2, he was tempted in the wilderness while fasting. Now Satan's trying to get his flesh. Satan can't do them while we are here. Who do you want God here? Now he's trying to get us off our game, our flesh. It's interesting that on the third time, Satan took, Satan took Christ to Jerusalem, to the top of a church. <laughs> Here's just a side note. You ready? Christ tells him he just crossed Jordan in verse 1. There are some things that you only get in church. And even Satan realizes that. That some things he, he asked Christ, can we go to the top of a church? If Satan even recognizes that sometimes you physically have to be in church, then why? And I'm talking to the body of Christ. Why are we struggling with physically coming to church? Physical Bible study. Amen. Physically bringing our children in a, in, in a spiritual environment, in, in environment. What's happening with children now in schools and at home and around the globe? Racism. Elder Jones and I ran a Dollar General a week ago Saturday at the same time buying extra poster boards. In a Dollar General, eight o'clock at night, two Saturdays. Last week in a Dollar General, a young man, racist, told all of his friends and everybody who listened that I'm loading up my bullets and I'm going to a Dollar General just to kill blacks. This happened last week, Dollar General. Outside, it was outside of New York I simply say to you, uh, uh, I, I will fly, I will make this part of the Bible Maybe some Wednesday while it's rushing on, because like, there's so much more to this. Let us all stay. Bear for our communion. Walter, how will you convene over our communion? And we stand. We thank God for our guests. Thank you. Amen. You, you may be a client, but you are our guest. And we thank God and we love you. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your love, kindness, and your tender mercies. We thank you for the 
for this outpouring of your spirit from even beginning at, we came here at 930. We came here for Kingdom Academy. But Lord, your spirit never leaves here. We thank you for filling us with your Holy Ghost. We thank you for fasting. We thank you for prayer. We thank you for the tools that you have given us that we may live a life, but not only a life, but an abundant life in kingdom living within the realm of Satan. We rebuke, we rebuke the realm of, of uh, power, the realm of deceit, and the realm of knowledge. To kill, steal, and destroy the believers. I speak to the prosperity of mind, body, and soul, to the wealth of nations, to the kingdom expansion of God's grace for believers all across the globe. And if you receive that, give God 30 seconds of high praise and at this time. If you enjoyed this podcast, we have three different ways that you can give. One way is using the Giveify app by downloading Giveify using your iOS or Android device and search the King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor. Bishop Brian Cahill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIVE to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hiller Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, Text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room and we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.